Hello, and welcome to the Seed Funders podcast. My name is Joe Hamilton. I'm a partner in Seed Funders, and I am joined by the founder of Seed Funders, amongst other organizations, Mr. Dave Chichester. Welcome, sir. Thank you, Joe. So we're going to cover a lot of really important and fun topics with regard to seed investing and seed funding in Florida. In this first few episodes, we're going to dig into the state of the Florida ecosystem, what's happening, what's going to be happening. But before we get into that, let's get our audience familiar with you and, and your background. Tell us a little bit about uh, your history and seed funding. Sure. I'm an entrepreneur by trade, actually. My first company was an engineering company. I started that in Tampa 30-some years ago and uh, sold that to a public company in New Jersey. I started another company called Red Vector and doing online education for architects, engineers, and contractors. I sold controlling interest in a Series A and then final interest in a Series B. As we get into these podcasts, I'll talk about details about what a Series A and Series B and, and, and more detail on those things. But I sold this in a Series A and Series B out of that. And then I just decided to start getting into investing. And uh, eight years ago, I launched a company called Florida Funders with the idea of using crowdfunding to invest in startups. And really, a lot of people said it wasn't legal, wasn't possible, but obviously it was very successful. I ran that for three years. And at the point where it was getting to really take off, I brought in other professionals to run it. I'm a startup guy. I'm not an ops guy. So I brought in other professionals, Mark Blumenthal, Tom Wallace, and they've taken it through the roof. They've done an incredible job. I'm still an equity holder in Florida Funders. But after taking about a year off, I decided I want to get back into real startup investing. And so I decided to start Seed Funders. And my mission at Seed Funders is really to be the first professional money that's investing in these startups in Florida. We're looking at pre-revenue scalable technology with a clean cap table. And I mean by that, we want to be the first professional investors to help these companies succeed. So I launched Seed Funders three years ago, three and a half years ago. And now we are doing investments throughout the state. And as part of running Seed Funders, because we are so early investing in these deals, I need to be on top of everything. I want to know who the follow-on funders are going to be. I want to know everything that's happening in the state. So in my role as CEO of Seed Funders, I really need to be on top of everything in the state. And so I meet with people, I go to conferences, I do everything to keep in touch and be really a leader in the state in the area of seed funding. And when you talk about knowing everything that's going on, that's what would be called the startup ecosystem. And everybody's talking now about Florida being an emerging and growing powerhouse of a startup ecosystem. So can you kind of break down the different facets of a startup ecosystem? Sure. There are a number of facets to an ecosystem, and uh, it starts with the entrepreneur or founder. You have to have the entrepreneurs, the people who want to start companies, that take that risk and get the company started. And here we're talking about technology companies where people want to take their knowledge and their experience and start a technology company. So you need the entrepreneur and the founder. Then the next thing is mentors. There are a number of mentor organizations throughout the state, like Venture Mentor Team out of South Florida. They actually qualify you as a mentor, and they provide mentoring for these startup organizations, these young organizations. There's accelerators and incubators. And the difference, really, people get them kind of confused, but an accelerator really is more of a short-term program. They bring in what's called a cohort of entrepreneurs, and they run through a program and they graduate. An incubator is more of a long-term type of a thing where the startup company rents space and then there are programs, there are speakers, they bring in help to help the companies more in a, a longer term. So that's the difference between an accelerator and an incubator, like the Tampa Bay Wave. The Tampa Bay Wave will have 
an incubator where people are there renting space and going through programs, but they also have accelerators at the same time where they bring in a cohort, a specific cohort. Then you have things like newsletters, bloggers, and podcasts, like the uh, Florida Venture Sourcing or Catalyst. These entities kind of link everything together. They bring the information of what's happening in the state to from what, who entrep- the entrepreneurs are, who the mentors are. Everything that's going on in the state is through these newsletters and bloggers and, and podcasts such as this. Then we have conferences. There are groups that hold annual conferences, and none held in the last year, of course, but they'll be starting up again, like the Florida Venture Forum, Emerge Americas, Synapse. These are annual conferences in Florida, day, two days, three days sometimes, and they bring everybody together, all the entrepreneurs with the funders and the mentors and the accelerators and incubators. Then you have the network entities such as Startup Grind or Venture Cafe. They also network with people and bring people together. Finally, you have universities. They have startup programs, entrepreneurship programs, a number of universities throughout the state, and the government entities. And the government entities supply the structure or maybe the way that people can get together and understand what's going on. And we'll talk a little bit about how that's happening specifically in Miami. Now, all those entities, as you can tell, really don't provide any funding to the actual entrepreneurs. That is where the most important, to me, the most important aspect is, is the funding entities like seed funders or deep work capital or Florida funders. Without the funding, that is the bloodline of this entire ecosystem. So as the funding increases, the entire ecosystem gets better and more functional. And the funding in Florida, as we'll discuss, is really starting to take off. The funding for these startups in Florida is really starting to to look really way better than it did even two or three years ago. So let's dig into that a little bit. So when you take all those elements of an ecosystem and, and lay your Florida filter over it, what do you see? Florida is really exploding. When you look at everything that's happening, there's more of all the, the above. Everything that I just talked about, there's more and more of that happening in Florida all over the state. When I started Florida Funders eight years ago, people actually asked me, if I'm getting people to invest, and they said, why don't these companies just go to a bank and get a loan? You'll notice banks were not on my previous list of players in the, in the startup ecosystems. For a bank, you have to have profits. You have to have three years of a system of success. So banks don't fund these entities. So people were actually saying, why don't they go to a bank? Well, they didn't understand. They would say that what you're doing is illegal. You can't invest in these companies or everybody's going to lose all their money. All that was not true. They thought eight years ago, but now there's been a monumental change, particularly in the last three years in Florida. People now understand what the startup ecosystem is all about. They want to get involved. They want to learn about it. They want to be part of what's going on because things right now are really going pretty well in Florida as far as the startup ecosystem. One thing I think that might be, is definitely propelling that is the population growth. In 2019, there were over 380,000 new residents in Florida. That's 1,000 per day, 1,000 people per day coming to Florida. A lot of these people are coming from up north where they've been involved in ecosystems before. They want to be involved or they might have retired and want to stay involved in things. And this is a way that people are starting to have a real big interest in joining groups and trying to understand the ecosystem and get involved in the ecosystem. So California, on, on the other hand, in the last census, California actually lost 70,000 people. The first time in the history of California that they actually lost residents. And a lot of that is due to the atmosphere in California. It's gotten to be a little unappreciative of these startups. 
The studies show that the census shows that Florida and Texas are attracting business from California and New York because we are more business friendly and we want these companies to come here and, and succeed. So when you, when you look at this population shift, obviously a, a certain you know, niche of the population are the people that are going to be investing and supporting the startup ecosystem. So when you, when you see ours growing in Florida here, how much of it is just the sheer numbers coming down from directly above us in the north? And how much of it is, uh, you know, a brain drain from California? You know, California will always be the center of the start. Well, never say always. California is currently the, still the center of startups. But things are changing. Things are accelerating. Here's an example. There's a company called TrustLayer, a Silicon Valley startup, just relocated to Tampa. They had raised $6.6 million in seed investment. The founder is quoted as saying, when they announced the move, that his investors were unconcerned, even encouraging, about the move to Tampa. He said this was unheard of two or three years ago, where investors in California would say, it's okay if you move to Florida. So it never imagined this could have been happened two or three years ago. That shows how much the change, how things have changed, and how things are changing and rapidly accelerating. California has really become uninviting. And another example, uh, Mark Zuckerberg made a $75 million donation to a hospital, and they wanted to put his name on the hospital, and the local authorities objected. It's, again, showing the unappreciation of these startups that are in California. Elon Musk got a lot of bad press on California. He moved to Texas. So it's really incredible, and that's what's creating this surge or this movement to Florida. The Miami mayor, in the meantime, is saying, how can I help? Someone tweeted something about moving to Miami, and he said, how can I help? So he is really starting to really come about and say, come to Florida, come to Florida, because we'll appreciate you here. And Miami is really emerging as, as a hub. It's attracting some big names. Miami is incredible. And again, starting with the mayor, 43-year-old mayor, Francis Suarez, National Review did an article, and he, they called him this season's trendiest tech entrepreneur. In a December tweet, this is what somebody had tweeted, what if we moved Silicon Valley to Miami? And his response was, how can I help? And all of a sudden, he's doing these tweets, and he's talking to Elon Musk through Twitter. And uh, meanwhile, all these big names are moving to Miami. If you look at PayPal founder Keith Rebois, Miami resident, Peter Thiel, uh, tech investor, has moved to Miami. John Oranger, the Shutterstock founder. Investors, you look at investor groups, Paul Singer and Elliott Management, they moved their headquarters to Miami. Carl Icahn moved his headquarters to Miami. Blackstone opened an office in Miami. David Blumberg from Blumberg Capital opened an office in Miami. So you look at all these people that are moving there, investors are moving there, opening offices there, moving their office there. The biggest thing of all, SoftBank just recently announced, I believe last week, a $100 million fund that's solely going to invest in Miami technology. $100 million. And I, I will read a quote here that the SoftBank said when they made that investment. The startup ecosystem is quickly amassing talent and resources as the blue chip technology and investment firms continue to announce their decisions to relocate to the magic city. Mayor Suarez, as part of that, said, we have reached a critical mass and an inflection point. Well, being St. Pete based, I got to say, I hope there's some, some action happening outside Miami too. What do you think? Sure. Yeah, the entire state is really expanding and going really part of this whole ecosystem. If you look at, uh, and just take St. Petersburg and, and the Tampa Bay area, CB Insights named Florida funders the most active VC firm in Florida. Again, a Tampa company, Tampa investor, 
the most active VC firm in Florida. PitchBook named Florida Funders as the top VC firm in the Southeast. That includes North Carolina, Atlanta, other places. Seed Funders, in 2020, we made 16 investments in 2020, the most investments of any angel group in Florida. And of course, we're headquartered here in St. Petersburg. We also have opened Orlando and Miami partnerships as well. If you look at some of the exits in the Tampa Bay area, Arnie Bellini of ConnectWise sold his company for over a billion dollars. That created 70 instant millionaires. These instant millionaires then want to invest. They want to get out and start their own company or or invest. That's what an ecosystem does. That's what's happening. Arnie then started a new fund. So he took some of his money and he's investing in these companies that are starting up. The same thing with Steve McDonald of MyMatrix. Steve had a great exit with MyMatrix. He started a new fund and he's investing these types of companies, these types of startups. So that's things just happening in just the St. Petersburg, Tampa Bay area. Other areas around the state, Jacksonville has just announced that Jack's Angels has been established. There's Bridge Angels in Sarasota, Deport Capital has just started a new fund, their second fund in Orlando. Uh, we started, as I said, Seed Funders Orlando. We've already done five deals out of Orlando. So it's a great time to get involved in Florida startup ecosystem all across the state. So tell us more about that. If you know, This is all very inspiring. We just uh, crossed the border. We can feel the sunshine and smell the oranges. How do we get involved? Well, talk to me. No, <laughs> no <laughs> seriously, any of our listeners want any information on any of this or how to get involved, send me an email, dave at chittister.com, and I will connect you. I'll get you involved in, in where you want to be involved, whether it's a mentor or an investor or in any other part of the ecosystem. But basically, it depends on the level that you want to be. Do you want to be an investor? Do you want to be our mentor? So there are different groups to be involved with, obviously. The investor side of things, there's angel groups like seed funders and others. And then there's, you can invest in a fund. And I'll explain a little bit about the, the difference between that, because in a fund like Deepwork Capital or Florida Funders has started a fund, you put your money in the fund and the fund makes the decision on investing it. They pick the companies and they invest. Angel investing, however, and we'll get a lot more into this in future podcasts, with an angel investor, when you're in a group, you invest your own money in the own deals that you want to invest in. So if you want to be an angel investor, there are certain entities around the state. If you want to be a, invest in a fund, put your money in a fund and sit back and just watch what happens, you can do that as well. If you want to be a mentor, there's groups, as I said, like the Venture Mentoring Team run by Bob Nelson in South Florida. They actually certify you as a mentor so that you can help mentor these companies. And accelerators or incubators all have mentors that help these companies get along or, or move forward. There are publications, if you want to get involved, that you can read, like The Catalyst in St. Pete or Florida Venture Sourcing in Orlando or Refresh Miami. So if you want to get involved, subscribe to these entities. Subscribe to these and get in touch with what's going on. And as I always said, send me an email and I'll point you in the right direction. Yeah, and the website, uh, SeedFunders, SeedFunders.com. Uh, one of the things I love about being in seed funders, especially being as early as we are with companies, is the chance to actually get involved you know, if you have an interest in the company and you know, potentially have a board seat and really make a difference in that company's trajectory. And a lot, I think a lot of people get uh, find it very rewarding to take the skills that they've uh, acquired over the years and then apply them to help these young companies. And that's a nice side benefit of being part of a group. Absolutely. And that's what you don't get when you put your money into a fund, even a startup and early stage fund where they invest your money. You don't get a chance to sit on the board or to actually be a, 
consultant or be heavily involved or even you know remotely involved with the companies that they invest in. So that's the benefit of seed funding and angel investing is, and what I really enjoy about it as well. A lot of great information for episode one. Any closing remarks? Yeah, we're going to do these podcasts weekly and in more depth on a lot of these topics. So if people want to learn more and get in more depth, stay tuned. And again, Dave at Chittister.com if you want any specific information about anything that we've discussed here. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you.